indeed. Trisha's over there somewhere, and we will be with this evening. <laughs> Hola. How's it going? <laughs> I'm incognito right now. <laughs> I am getting the website post up and going, or awesome. working, working on it, anyway. Um, so I have a few things to talk about today i suppose um why is it not showing me the live video i don't know maybe it's not on youtube yet um anyway so <clears throat> there there's been a few things that have uh happened here in arizona um, over the over the weekend, we had Friday. We had a march for Medicare for all. Um, Fifty three, I believe, was the final count. Cities across uh, the United States had marches for Medicare for all. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, the following day, I went to a Communist Party USA. Party of Socialism and Liberation organized um, Cuban blockade rally on Saturday. And then today, um, I got to listen to speeches from um, Reverend Jesse Jackson of the Rainbow Push Coalition and Dr. Reverend William Barber II from the Poor People's Campaign. Um, yeah, so I'm going to be talking about that. Uh, we have some Marjorie Taylor Greene news. Of course, she's still spouting crazy shit. Racist shit at that again. Big surprise there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see what else we got. Oh yeah, so the event that I attended today was a follow-up to uh, an event that was similarly organized in uh, Austin, Texas, uh, also put on by the Poor People's Campaign. So in just a bit, uh, well actually in just a couple of minutes here, as soon as I post this um, link to the website and open up the Facebook stream so I can see the comments. <laughs> um, we're going to be listening to some words being spoken by Dr. Reverend William Barber II. 
Uh, Trisha, do what? Do you want to bring up anything else we're talking about, or? Uh, yeah, there's some stuff going on here in Michigan. Um, I saw a piece about this yesterday that a friend of ours from Occupy shared about um, the Grand Rapids police, which, mind you, has already had so many issues because of racist actions amongst them. Big surprise there, too. Um, but these guys are actually teaming up with clergy to try to train them in, I don't know, how to be pretend cops, pretend pigs, um, as if we don't already have enough of a problem with authoritarian attitudes, like when, when you smash two forms of authoritarianism together there and arm these people and ignite them to go around their neighborhood, we're looking at trouble here because of that. So we'll, we'll dive into that some more in a little bit too. Oh yeah. All right, that is live on the website. Um, all right, so yeah, I guess first things first. Let's uh, take a look. See, this does. I, I will acknowledge right off the bat that this video started just a little bit late. Um, so you're kind of missing the first like sentence of the statement that he's making and I apologize for that. But there's a joke right behind it that you can't miss because it's a very valid joke. <laughs> right on. Not include contraceptives for women as a protected thing if you have insurance. So the filibuster was used to block contraception for women but they put, they made sure they protected Viagra. <laughs> and right now the filibuster is being used to block not just federal voting rights, but living wages, immigration reform, climate deal with the climate crisis, the expansion of health care. That's why, from a biblical perspective, as a clergy person, the filibuster is sin. Yes. It's not, it's not just a bad piece of political uh, policy. No, 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 no. Isaiah 10 in the Bible says, Woe unto those who legislate evil and rob the poor of its right. The word tells you what a filibuster is. Filibuster. It's never been used to bring things together. It's always been used to bust things up. Matthew 23, 23, Jesus said, Woe unto those who do everything. They tithe, they, they go through, but they leave undone. Translation, they filibuster justice, love and kindness. So if we're marching today, because we are saying you will no longer use a non-constitutional thing to block our constitutional rights. But then there's a second reason we got to march. And that is why we must demand passage of the For the People Act. Say, demand passage of the For the People Act. Now, let me tell you something that the politicians, some of them aren't telling you. It's a strange thing to me, Reverend Jackson, that they call the Voting Rights Act the John Lewis Act, but John Lewis wrote the For the People Act. Why didn't they call the For the People's Act the John Lewis Act? 
In fact, why didn't they include restoration of the Voting Rights Act in the John Lewis Act, the For the People Act? One bill. There's some trickery going on here. There's some trickery. Because when Cinema and Mansion say they support, they'll support the Voting Rights Act, they lying because there ain't no Voting Rights Act. It hadn't even been written yet. The Voting Rights Act, the restoration, has not been written. Manchin was a co-sponsor of the For the People's Act when McConnell was leader because he knew it would never come to the floor. Now that you can bring it to the floor, all of a sudden he and Cinema, who's newly elected, are against it. And I will guarantee you that Cinema did not run and say why she was running. If y'all elect me, I'll be against the Board of People's Act. She didn't say that. So what's happening is, you see, the For the People's Act will help us. And the reason you got to help us have this, you can't litigate all these cases state by state. And you, you, can't, you can't organize enough votes to overcome this kind of uh, racist and class-based gerrymandering and suppression of the vote. For instance, Donald Trump supposedly won Wisconsin by 20,000 votes. Turn that thing down, I'm getting some echo. 20,000 votes in, in 2016, but 250,000 votes were suppressed. Yeah. He won Wisconsin by 20,000 votes in 2016, but 250,000 votes were suppressed. And in this current election, let's not get it wrong. Biden got seven million, whoever you voted for, he got seven million more popular votes than Trump, but he only won the election by less than 40,000 votes in three states. If there had been a cumulative of 40,000 votes in three states, including Arizona, we would have a president in office who lost by seven million popular votes. We gotta understand what this, and, and the For the People's Act, basically, you gotta understand that billionaires are supporting Cinema and Manchin and McConnell to block the For the People's Act. Why? If, if the For the People's Act, if, if voting rights wasn't connected to e economic justice, why is the U.S. Chamber of Commerce blocking it? We need to understand that this filibuster is an eight-year plan of McConnell because if they wanted to, the Voting Rights Act could have been fixed June 26, 2013. When the Supreme Court gutted the Voting Rights Act, they threw it into the Congress and said the Congress had to restore it. So for eight years, They've not done anything. Manchin says he's for it, but for eight years, nothing. But all of a sudden, when we can vote on it, now you want to filibuster. And 56 million people use the things that they are now trying to take out of the voting rules. Not 56 million black people. 56 million people. That's why this is not Jim Crow. This is James Crow Esquire. They're trying to block black folk and brown folk and white folk and poor folk and this, this differently able folk and gay folk and native folk. Say 56 million.
56 million people in the last election voted other than on election day. And all of these laws from Arizona to Texas to West Virginia is trying to take away. So if you pass the Florida people that, oh, let me say it like this. Let me tell you what your senator is standing against when she won't pass the Florida People's Act and hide behind a coward filibuster. In fact, the filibuster today, I, I, this is gonna sound strange, but I actually have a little teeny respect for Strom Thurmond. At least they had to stand on the floor and defend it. You know what I'm saying? Yes, they had 24 hours. He, he stood there till he could, till he had to have a pot to go to the urine in. But the, today's filibuster is a coward filibuster. All you got to do is say you don't have 60 votes. And when, when the senator says, I'm not going to move, this is what she's saying. Because this is what's in the bill. Modernizing voter registration. Online voter registration. Same day registration. Yeah. Automatic voter registration when you turn 18. Yeah. That's what's in the bill she's blocking. Yeah. Establishing early voting in all federal elections. Yeah. Granting formerly incarcerated people yeah. the right to vote. Yeah. Requiring states to announce polling site changes seven days before an election. Yeah. Authorizing Native American tribes to designate drop-off and pick-up locations on... This is what you're blocking. Protecting voters from targeted voter roll purges. Mandating state-run independent redistricting commission. Well, I think this they is about the point where it, it stops functioning properly for a while. Um, ultimately, the reason for that is we're in Arizona, and it's hot as shit, and electronics don't like the heat. <laughs> Damn. Um, but no, uh, Dr. Reverend William Barber II had a lot of good things to say today. And I just want to come right out and say it. he was the only one that had a class analysis in his speech. Right. Like what he's saying there. <laughs> I, I love to point this out. You know, I love to point this out of the difference between somebody who is a quote unquote Christian versus somebody who is Christ-like. And the things that he is pointing out are actually Christ-like. That's the only kind of voices we need to hear from the clergy. Right. That right there. That's and I, I mean, I do want to say that it was it was definitely a more liberal event. Um, there was a lot of Democrats there, like obvious Democrats, you know, like vote blue no matter who stickers on their cars and shit. But Jesus. there was also... <laughs> In addition to that, a really good grassroots coalition, um, including some more radical groups like um, uh, shit, Mass Liberation Arizona. Um, the Green Party wasn't officially involved, but we were there in support. Um, and, and then, of course, you know, like the National Poor People's Campaign. Uh, which is Dr. Reverend Barber's organization. Um, then, you know, Rainbow Push is Jesse Jackson's organization, um, which are, I, I mean, like, and again, the Poor People's Campaign, 
uh, is based in class analysis if you really boil it down. Liberals might not want to call it that because, you know, it's about civil rights, but it's all tied together. <laughs> it ties all the way back to MLK. Yeah. And what starting and why he was killed. Right. And, and I mean, it's not the same guy that was that, that took over immediately after MLK's death, but, no, I, but I mean, the same ideal, the same platform. Yes. Yes, it is. It is definitely based off of MLK's Poor People's Campaign, and um, that's that's the kind of coalition building we need. Though there was DSA people, there was Sunrise Movement people, there was Green Party people, um, as well as you know, there was a lot of fucking progressive Democrats there. Um, which, I mean, I, I guess I can't help but ask where the hell were they on Friday for the Medicare for All March, but. Um, yeah, I don't know. You'd think that if they're in support of the Poor People's Campaign, which is clearly socialist, that they would have also been in support of socializing medicine, but here we are. <laughs> right. Um, but no, I mean, it, it was definitely a very liberal event. Um, they tried to keep us on the sidewalks. We ended up compromising and taking a lane. But the permit was only for a sidewalk protest. There was probably like a thousand people there. Good the media listed the, the numbers as 350 plus, but there was a lot of people. Uh, we had about five counter protesters. That was exciting. Um, nothing really happened. I mean, they just kept going, freedom! <laughs> Some lady asked how much Jesse Jackson gets paid for race baiting America. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, I, dude, I seriously thought that a pastor was about to jump off the second story thing into the courtyard and beat that lady's ass, but maybe that was just wishful thinking. <laughs> well, I mean, again, if he was being fully Christ-like, although, unless she was a banker, but um, anyway, Jesus was known for beating the shit out of people who needed it. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. and fucking, one of them was holding a sign that said BLM equals by large mansions. Oh, gross. Yeah. And uh, fucking uh, one of the counter protesters told one of the one of the people that was with us to go eat some meat. You do eat meat. It wasn't me, but and the funny thing is is the dude that he said it to actually <laughs> actually is a vegan. But you know. <laughs> go wow. eat meat. Really? Uh, really? That's what we're doing now? Some, some humans are fucking weird, man. Really fucking weird. I don't know why they're so bothered about what somebody else is going to eat. Or how they think that would apply to the Poor People's Campaign. Because that's centered around economic inequality, not what food you eat. But okay. Natalie said hi. James said it's okay. I was late too. Uh, and Natalie said, <laughs> Illinois just approved over-the-counter contraceptives. Good. Giggity. Good. About fucking time. 
Um, and she also said, Reverend Barber, Reverend Barber is all about, or damn it, is about all people, no matter your political position, color, or sexual orientation, to come together That's as a up. class for human rights with emphasis on the foreign working class. Exactly. Like I said, he was the only speaker that was there. Don't get me wrong. What I heard of um, Reverend Jackson's speech was nice. I mean, it's pretty par for the course for Jesse Jackson. Honestly, he's been given the same kinds of speeches for 50 years. Um, right. But like, I, I mean, it wasn't based in like a classic. I don't know why I said classic. It wasn't based in a class analysis, uh, you know, which I mean, I did learn some interesting things about the filibuster uh, from some of the speakers today such as, um, well, I'm sure that everybody knows that it came from an era of slavery, right? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read in a few minutes a statement from Senator Sinema, uh, you know, basically saying, well, this is why we need the filibuster, which we don't need the fucking filibuster. This is just more evidence that Democrats aren't going to do shit. Anyway. Now, they get pissed when the Republicans use the filibuster to stop them from pushing shit through that they want, but they turn around and say and do the same thing. And it's like, okay, all any of you are doing is inhibiting anything from getting fucking done. It's one thing if it were only being made use of to block harmful things, but when it's being used to block something that would help people, they can fuck off and get reminded of the fact that there are fucking employees. Their job is to do what the fuck well, we say. I mean, the, the filibuster, the filibuster was, uh, it comes from a time where slavery, you know, was being railed against um, by the Republicans, ironically enough. Um, that's, that's where the filibuster comes from, right? But it was used to dismantle or prevent the voting on as really the case not dismantling but um it was used to stop anti-lynching bills it was used to um stop the return of the voting rights act um and now the republicans are threatened to use it on everything that the democrats hope to achieve in the next you know what three and a half years which is really sad because the, the Democratic Party itself, as we've discussed before, is center right. They're just as pro-capitalism and, you know, fascist as the Republicans and shit. So literally everything that they propose that's even slightly progressive is already watered the fuck down and starting from a compromise. Oh, yeah. And they still want to fucking fight about it. Like, and, uh, and I mean, the only... Okay, so like, here's my thing. With the uh protecting the right to organize act the pro act i'm behind that no mm -hmm. questions asked the for the yeah. people act i do have as i brought up before concerns about because it can be used to limit third party ballot access which is already fucking happening um you know before oh. that's enshrined in law so how so because they keep saying that they're trying to increase access for voters so what in there yeah. specifically limits the third party issues? Uh, it creates a national standard for ballot access um, that is unreasonably high. 
um, especially in states with lower populations. But uh, well, that's because they tend to lean red anyway, and Republicans don't sign petitions. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyway. Um, you're not wrong. I've worked many petition drives and, and you're not wrong. There was seldom few, like when I was working the marijuana drive down in Florida, there was seldom few Republicans that signed my petition. Um, but I mean, the, the point is though, that with the, oh, I'm sorry, I totally just interrupted you. That was supposed well, to be in my head. Well, I'm just throwing that out there for an example. Um, I mean, there was other petitions that we were working at that time that involved um, uh, keeping their legal access to get solar on their houses and stuff like that. And there was a handful of Republican leaning people that I talked with that, you know, signed on to that. But a lot of stuff, you know, they talk about freedom, but they were like, oh, I don't want you having marijuana. I don't care what you want me to have access to put in my body that's that's a freedom but anyway it, just supporting your point there that republicans often fucking just ignore petitions and they're like oh, i can't be bothered with that i like how shit's rolling favors me favors right. my wallet right um so it's really hard to get them to even sit down and listen about certain things and it's it's befuddling especially as contradictory as it is to their whole freedom fucking shit you know anyway yeah yeah and i mean like that being said there there have been some things that the filibuster um has been used like you know in good faith or whatever but like the the two or maybe three examples that i could give of that don't outweigh that it was used to stop anti-lynching laws um and that they still haven't brought back the fucking voting rights act i didn't realize until he pointed it out today that that was sent back to the legislature from the supreme court in 2013 they were supposed to rewrite it right but instead it's just non-existent because they never fucking did it Jeez, dude. That's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, I knew that it hadn't been written, but I guess, like, hearing it out loud, though, that was, you know, eight years ago. Well, it just screams that they want to inhibit voting as much as fucking possible. And this last election shows why. Now, granted, I find both Trump and Biden to be fucking shit, but the fact that they got outvoted and have screamed, you know, voter fraud this whole fucking time simply because they can't wrap their heads around the fact that well, there's I mean, so many people who don't agree with them. There's okay, so like in terms of that, there's been multiple people that were involved with uh, you know, like the audits and whatever that got fired for saying that the evidence did not support the the steal. How dare they tell the truth and be like, no, you don't have a case here. <laughs> right. Even and I mean, I'm, I'm just as pro-democracy as the next guy. I might think that we have two terrible options, but I'm also not going to let the worst of the two say, hey, this election was stolen from me. No, it fucking wasn't. It all came right. down, as Reverend Barber pointed out, it all came down to about 40,000 <laughs> votes in three states, and that's not okay. 
which mm-hmm. whether he was intending to or not, he was kind of throwing some shade at the electoral college there, which is also an anti-democratic um, procedure, I yeah. guess, uh, body really put forth by the founders um, precisely to prevent somebody like Trump from being elected, actually, and the electors failed at doing their job. Well, honestly, part of the creation of the Electoral College was also to put more voting power in the hands of rural white people who were landowners and therefore at the time slave owners at the time. So it's rooted in racism as well and inherently fucked. And we still see to this day how it's being used in racist fucking manners when it comes to the gerrymandering of fucking voting sectors. It's inherently fucked. So listen to this liberal ass shit that Senator Cinema. This is what they. This is what her office said to the to the media, which it had to be her Washington office because her office was dark. There was nobody parked in the reserve parking spots for it, and the door was locked. Um, of course. Yeah, which I mean, you know, Fox News yesterday was like Jesse Jackson's going to be here tomorrow, and that's why we had counter protesters, but. Anyway, um, she said, the filibuster compels moderation and helps protect the country from wild swings between opposing policy polls. You know, like, should people be able to own people? Oh, well, we can't just, we can't just let a wild swing happen and outlaw that. To those who want to eliminate the legislative filibuster to pass the For the People Act, voting rights legislation I support and have co-sponsored, I I would ask, would it be good for our country if we did, only to see that legislation rescinded a few years from now and replaced by a nationwide voter ID law or restrictions on voting by mail in federal elections over the objections of the Senate minority? That's the thing, though. If you were actually working for the people, you wouldn't have to worry about losing that fucking seat. Right. Right. You're only worried about losing your seat when you're letting down your constituents. Right. Looking at you, Cinema. And Mansion. I, yeah. I don't... Um, hold on. I'll be... West Virginia, West Virginia, vote his ass out. He's a new senator, newly elected, just like cinema, and they're the two sticks in the mud. Not to say that the Democrats are going to do anything truly progressive, but a $15 minimum wage helps. The Protecting the Right to Organize Act, honestly, is the biggest labor legislation in fucking like 60 years. Pass it. Um... And what was the other? Oh, yeah, the For the People Act. I mean, we can probably, you know, like go back later on and try to like fine tune the the ballot access restrictions. You know, like granting incarcerated people the right to vote is important. Making sure that natives are able to like, you know, run their own fucking elections is important. Right. Making sure that there's actually access and the voting sites aren't being fucking shut down at the last minute to prevent people in poor areas 
because it's always in poorer areas, uh, from actually getting to vote or making them wait in fucking eight to ten hour long fucking lines. And now these bills they're passing where it's illegal to hand out water to people waiting to vote. It, it's all a pile of shit. Well, yeah, and I, I marched two out of the three times that I marched in the last two days. I met this man named Stan who organized with Kirsten Cinema back in her, you know, fucking Green Party activist phase. And, um, well, basically, like, he's still kind of in shock at how, in shock at how she went from being a progressive activist to being the most conservative Democrat in the Senate. The Democrats are a right-wing party. How the fuck? Right. And I mean, <laughs> to be fair, the first thing that she did after she won her election was take a fucking, like, month-long vacation to fucking Australia. So, Must I mean... Must be nice. She, uh, you know, like, had the lowest net worth of any senate candidate when she ran and that was something that she advertised when she was running right so she got a taste of money and forgot where she came from not surprising how quick that happens with people whose uh goals and mind are like set on the wrong things must be nice that as soon as she was riding the people's fucking dime, she could take off to Australia for a month. Yeah. Yeah, right. Um, Any who's it. Uh, there was 39 people arrested. I'm just going to like wrap up with the statistics, I guess. There was 39 people arrested. Okay. Including the two um, that we've been talking about. Um. But they weren't, like, arrested, like, taken downtown. They were zip-tied and put in police cars and cited and released. Um, so I would view that as more of a detainment than an arrest, but whatever. Was that due to the harassment about, quote-unquote, trespassing on property that we pay for because it's a congresswoman's office? <laughs> So right, it right. could the never be trespassing. The building was there and our fucking senator wasn't. Fucking the owner me. of the building doesn't matter. We pay the rent. Oh, I know. I know. But according to the Phoenix police, we were disrupting normal business because there is a... On a locked uh, building? That's not the only office in the building. <laughs> okay. There's many actually that's what i was gonna say there's okay. uh there's other businesses in there including like an internal internal medicine place but i mean we weren't even on that side of the building so i mean we weren't holding that up and i mean like there was some people that were like you know tr like having to weave through the crowd to like get wherever they were going but i don't think that we were really disrupting business but that's what the right. owner said and the owner literally came around to the protest side where everybody's on the sidewalk, right? With a, with a bigger megaphone than we have saying, get off the grass. You're subject to arrest if you don't get off the grass. 
It's for looking. Oh my god. No, he didn't he didn't say that, but <laughs> but that's the impression you get, you know. Right. Like I care more about my grass than your rights. Right. You might make me have to use fertilizer again this month. Right. And I mean it just rained for three days. How often does that happen in Phoenix? You probably ain't gotta mm -hmm. water your grass for three days. Oh my god, people be tripping about the dumbest shit. Like, fuck your grass. Right. Your um, grass doesn't mean shit next to the rights of the people. Absolutely. Don't, don't like it? Don't rent office space to a fucking congressperson. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um... So I'm just going to be showing you guys Facebook posts for this uh, next screen share because, well, it's, it's what I have. There we go. Is it some more of the video from earlier? Yeah. It's from yesterday. Um, basically, the reason I brought this up first is so you can see the banner. Uh, you know, as, as seen from the, the shore, that is the pedestrian bridge at Tempe Town Park, uh, not far from ASU. Um, it was put on by the Party for Socialism and Liberation's Caucus Students for Socialism and the Communist Party USA. Um, and there was a few of us uh, youth eco-socialists or young eco-socialists out there too. Um, oh yeah. In fact, one of our Green Party comrades is seen. Two, two of our Green Party comrades are seen here holding the Cuban flag. I am there wearing a mask, looking off at something. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I. So this was originally a dump Trump sign. That is nice. Printer paper and Scotch tape. Whatever works. So this guy is uh, 64 years old, um, and he has been against the Cuban embargo since he was, you know, like a teenager. So he knows a thing or two because he's seen a thing or two. Right. Or something like that. Uh, give me just a second, though. I do have a video from this rally, which you can find on our Facebook page. Um, I tried to get some video today, but my phone just kept saying it was too hot. Well, the one video you were able to send to me, I, I got loaded up onto the page earlier. Yeah, I mean, I have a couple other ones, but they're all really fucking short. Uh, I do still plan on posting them, but um, yeah, I see that you shared it, actually, or posted it, whatever. Is this, uh, oh yeah, here's our, hold on, hold on. I got this, I got this. I have to show you this video first. Okay.
But yeah, that that <laughs> old lady flipping him the bird the whole time and telling him to go the fuck home, she's my hero. <laughs> I love it when old ladies flip off bigots. It's fucking great. Um, so this is after a significant part of the crowd. I'm going to be sharing again. Um, a significant part of the crowd had listened. Okay. And they were really concerned because wait, of Trump wait, supporters. Wait, wait, wait. I know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. Okay. They're and, uh, down, but wait, it's got to happen soon. So, okay. So, like, that's ultimately why the marshals, which are the people in the yellow house, pretty much. Oh my god, that was so loud. Pretty much just, um, you know, made a fucking wall and herded <laughs> uh, everybody that was still straggling in there, which included the Trump uh, But yeah, I w my video does not do a good job at say, uh, projecting what the people up top are saying because that dumb bitch is going, freedom. Freedom. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not sure what their fucking point is there. It's like, uh, wait a minute. The, the shit being pushed for here is freedom to vote. For everyone to vote. Freedom ain't just for white Republicans. But they think it is. I know. They're stupid cunts. <laughs> Can't understand normal thinking. All right. So moving on to the uh, Hands Off Cuba march. Okay. Um, I apologize that it's not louder. Uh, there's wind. I can't hear it at all, I, and it's not video sharing. Oh, it's not video sharing? No. <laughs> Oops. You paused your screen share, didn't you? No, actually. <laughs> and they were racing to make their own, so they tried very, very hard to do everything else. So, like, it's just been my face this whole time, and you didn't say nothing? Population, they have a lot of science. It was only a few seconds this whole time. <laughs> they have five vaccines. Two are already in use. Three are in, in still in trials. Um, there, there's a worldwide shortage of syringes. So that's been one of the big lots to get everybody vaccinated. But they're trying to vaccinate everybody very quickly. First year of the pandemic, there was only 300 people died in Cuba because they knew they couldn't afford the big pharma vaccines, and they were racing to make their own. So they tried very, very hard to do everything. I dig his uh, Zapata shirt as well. The pandemic under control because right. they're so well controlled compared to even wealthy countries. Uh, and let me just add that they sent about 50 brigades to almost 40 different countries, the Henry Reid brigades, to help with the pandemic. They they sent to Italy, to, uh, you know, eventually to Mexico, to many other places. They helped with highly trained medical personnel. 
And uh, in addition, um, so, so now, because of the pandemic, right, the, the, the need for syringes, Cuba wasn't able to purchase enough. Their vaccines don't need refrigeration, so they're ideal for countries with low infrastructure. But uh, there's three doses. So they're to be 92.5% effective. So that means that each person is going to need three syringes for the full so Cuba has a population of 11 million people, a little bit more than 11 million people. So they're going to need about 30 million uh, uh, syringes to, to immunize their whole population. Uh, in addition, they also have one vaccine that is nasal spray, which is a completely new, new thing. Um, U.S. scientists helped organize the drive for syringes. Two million syringes have already arrived. I saw videos of them unpacking them. Uh, two million more are on the way, and we hope to, to be able to send six million syringes. Uh, I just want to interject right here to say, not only have American organizations sent a couple of million syringes to Cuba already, Mexico sent two whole ships full of food and medical supplies. So, Do you know if that included any syringes? I don't know. But to be fair, we are going through uh, a global syringe shortage right now, which is just a supply chain issue because normally we don't need so many at once. Right. Um, but, I mean, overall, I think that we're handling it fairly well. Um, you know, it's just a matter of ramping up the supply to meet the demand. You know, such as with a planned economy or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm fucking socialist policies. But yeah, we had, uh, it was 15 or 20 people there. It's kind of hard to tell because we were scattered all across the bridge. We didn't want to like block the bridge because it's a pretty busy pedestrian bridge. Um, so we were all pretty spread out, but all in all, there was probably about 15 or 20 of us there. And then like <clears throat> 10 of us went and got coffee and uh, that was fantastic. You know, just like a bunch of communists sitting in a public space talking about communist shit. What? <laughs> gotta love that yeah um so the next thing i'm going to talk about is the march for medicare for all um i oh. hope at least some of the people listening did uh make it to their local um march but uh i noticed on Friday, which was the day all this happened, that Nina Turner and AOC were running a campaign fundraiser for the midterms instead of marching on one of the things that they both claim to support. Um, I mean, you know, Nina can say, hey, uh, hello, somebody all day, but hello, we need Medicare for all. Anyway, my point is, 
I don't want to throw too much shade at him because I understand a lot of people, you know, still like the squad and everything, but not one of them promoted for it. Not one of them. Not one of them mentioned it on their social medias. Nothing. Corey Bush did show up at her local march, uh, you know, just to express solidarity, so on and so forth. Um, kind of looked a little bit photo op-ish. Um, but the point is, is at least she showed up. She was the only one. Right. And where was she on Twitter? Plugging fucking Nina Turner's fundraising event. Well, I mean, she could have done that and plugged this too. Exactly. Nothing stopping her from making more than one tweet in a fucking day. <laughs> it, that's that's one thing I'm curious about too is if she really felt strongly about the Medicare for all why not share that too and bring some more attention to it from her followers and actually show that she supports it because the only people who are going to know that she even was there are ones who might catch something in a newscast you know showing oh she was there but most people use social media if they don't see her putting this out there they're not even going to realize that she supports it a little um so i did get a little bit of footage from our march for medicare for all and i'll show that in a minute um let me think Yeah, then after, yeah, okay, that's where I'll start. Okay. Um, we're getting close to the end of the march. It's officially supposed to end uh, only in five minutes. Uh, so wow. some people have the already taken off, audio uh, but so I wanted far. to go live. It was a live stream. Um, and ask people why they feel it's important, why they're here. I was so awkward with this at first, too, while trying to figure out how to, like, switch the camera, and then I forgot to ask this guy if I could record him before I was recording him. Which, I mean, he was, he was cool about it. Hey, man, do you want to talk a little bit about why, um, why Medicare for All is important? Are you cool with being recorded? I guess I should have asked you. <laughs> Thank you for asking both I, those questions, man. <laughs> and yeah, I think that the healthcare system healthcare system we have in this country is genocidal. I think that it preys on poor brown people. I think that if we're ever going to do anything about it, we have to remove the profit motive completely. Why is it that every other country, every other country has figured this out, but we haven't. It has nothing to do with policy, nothing to do with governance. It's about corruption. And unless we the people stand up, that's all we're ever going to get. Oh yeah, well yeah. said. Fucking concise, oh, yeah. Thank you. to the point. Hardcore agree right there with everything he has. And then to I say. had like five seconds left to run across the street. <laughs> uh, moving on to the next one. You know, America, a lot of American citizens are in debt, a lot of debt. 
like 20% was a recent statistic that came out, are in deep, deep medical debt, you know? And that's unjust. People shouldn't make money off of people's medical issues. That's why I support Medicare for All. Well said. Well said. Some um, of the uh, chants that so have been that's going. Where, that's that. That's all I'm going to play of that. Uh, if you want to see more, um, it is available on our Facebook. Um, I agree with what Lorem is saying about uh, it is hard not to get excited to see Mexico, you know, not participating in U.S. sanctions. Um, China and Russia usually both are pretty good at not participating in these sanctions and are, I mean, at, let me start that over. China, um, no, I said it right. China and Russia are both great for not participating in U.S. sanctions is exactly what you said. I don't know what I thought that that said, but um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Chinese and the Russians have sent food to Cuba or are preparing to. I also wouldn't be that surprised if they don't. Um, I mean, think about it. Right now, China relies on us a lot for trade. Not saying that couldn't be not the case five years from now, because they're obviously pretty adaptable and focused on, a, you know, building up the third world countries. So pretty soon they're not really going to need us. But anyway, <laughs> I digress. <laughs> um, so, yeah, March for Medicare for All. There was 53 cities. Um, a pretty diverse grassroots coalition building going on, um, you know, from socialists to progressive Democrats. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't just a bunch of Bernie bros there. Right on. That's yeah, one of those so, things that uh, at least seeing so many people from various aspects of the left out there does help, you know? Right. Oh, man. Do you want to... Uh, a day. Dive is there, into is the there else, Is there anything else that you want to talk about pertaining to those events or... You know, other, oh yeah, there was a video I wanted to show. Is there anything that you want to say about the March for Medicare for All, I suppose, is ultimately what I'm getting at. Uh, just, uh, are there any more planned happening soon? Because this needs to be a continuous thing. I, I saw some people online saying that there won't be another one until next year, and it's like. I saw a comment wait. saying that, but I, I don't. I don't think that person realizes how crucial the situation actually is. Right. Um, like this isn't something that only needs to happen on an annual basis. If anything, we need to, you know, ramp up organizing and have this thing happening like every couple of weeks. Or at least once a month. At least once a month. Until they get the yeah. fucking points. I agree. At least once a month. It's necessary. It's beyond time. 
I don't know who Jackson Hinkle is, but actually I'm going to not share this yet. And I'm going to like go through and find the spot that I'm looking for. Cause that makes a lot where of Jimmy Dore was talking. Yeah. I mean, his thing was short. Um, and I mean, I understand why people are critical of Jimmy Dore or they're, you know, I, I feel like a lot of progressives don't like him because he called out AOC for not forcing the vote on Medicare for all. But that's kind of why I have a little bit of respect for him, actually. Right. That's the thing. Uh, we, we can't sit here and play games about, oh, like they were saying, you know, oh, she's the closest we have to, you know, some real support in there. Well, no, she is not actually doing the things that she said she was going to do when she was campaigning and that was her whole fucking platform no hold her feet to the fire just like anybody else's the only reason we have so many incumbents that are still not doing fuck all that they promised their constituents is because of people letting it slide when they don't keep their word stop letting it fucking slide she's not above criticism She's not above being held accountable for her words versus her actions, not fucking lining up. Right. She's not special. She is just another fucking employee of the public at this point. And if she's not doing what the public demands of her and why they voted her in, then she needs to be called the fuck out. So I give Jimmy a fucking ovation, a sitting one, because I'm not getting the fuck up right now, but an ovation, nevertheless. Where the fuck is CNN? We're all out here and we're letting you know we need Medicare for all. CNN is sponsored by Big Pharma and Blue Cross, so they don't want you to have Medicare for all. So I'd say fuck CNN! Fuck CNN! Fuck CNN! And the establishment media! Fuck the establishment media! I started forced to vote, everybody said that it was a great idea until all of a sudden it wasn't. I don't know what happened, but everybody lost their balls in the middle of a fight for forced to vote for Medicare for All. They said now is not yep. the time. Now is the time. The time was a hundred fucking years ago. We gotta make it happen now. Because I know. Now is the time. Yeah. Tell CNN, tell the Washington Post, tell the Young Turks, now is the time for Medicare for All. Chuck Schumer and Joe Biden, and do what we elected you to do, and fight for us! Yeah. Fuck yeah! yeah! Any politician who is not right now fighting for Medicare for All is complicit in murder of the American people. Exactly! A third of all COVID deaths are, can be attributed to a lack of Medicare for All. I thought it was only Trump who didn't give a shit about Americans dying from COVID. <laughs> Joe Biden and the Democrats don't give a shit about it either. Because if they did, right. they'd give us Medicare for All and a hundred right. more people would be alive right now. But they don't give a shit about it and they don't give a shit about you. So what we have to do is make CNN uncomfortable. We have to make the squad uncomfortable. We have to make Bernie Sanders uncomfortable. Where is he? Where is he? Where is he? Hey Bernie, where's your movement? Where is your movement, Bernie? I'll tell you where.
the movement is in the street. Where are you? I can take another picture with Mama Bear for Vanity Fair. Are you guys out shopping for refrigerators? Right now, Joe Biden, instead of giving us health care, is bombing the poorest people on Earth in Africa. That guy loves bombing so much you think it was a little girl's hair. Fuck the politicians, let's go to their houses. Yeah. So yeah, I, I felt like you and our viewership would appreciate that. Fuck yes. Fuck yes, I detect no lies. He ain't and, wrong. And I mean, honestly, like after hearing that, I'm just like, all right. You know, like, I wasn't totally sold on Jimmy Dore before, but he's fucking right. Where the fuck is Bernie Sanders? Where the fuck is AOC? Right. Where the fuck is Nina Turner? She ain't even elected yet, and she's already turned her back on the movement. It's fucking ridiculous. Utterly fucking ridiculous. Do they not realize that all the steam that they've had behind every fucking one of their campaigns has been because of them doing lip service with these words, talking about Medicare for all. So literally, yeah, where the fuck are they now? Dude, in like the, the 20, was it 2020 or 2021? If it's 2021, obviously it would have been year to date, but like there was a list of the top five people receiving money from Big Pharma and Bernie's fucking name was on it. You know, like the man that hasn't Hell fucking taken nah. Big Pharma money in years, all of a sudden And now all of a sudden about, he's taking a shit ton of it? Right, and now all of a sudden he's not talking about fucking Medicare for all anymore. It's not a fucking coincidence. This is what happened. How'd they manage to buy him off? I don't know, man. Honestly, like, I thought... I'm not gonna... Like, what the fuck do they have on him that after decades of calling for Medicare for all, he changes his tune or stops playing it all together? The fuck they got on him? I mean, I that would money, be surprised what if, if it was like threats on his family. Fair. Honestly, I I would not be surprised about that at all either. But what the fuck? No amount of campaign donations they make can make it worth it to be a traitor to the people. How dare he start accepting fucking funds? from Big Pharma. How fucking dare he? How can he look at himself in the mirror after starting to accept campaign funds from them when, again, that's another factor that has been a big part of that steam, you know, behind him actually having a, a, a huge backing 
so many people becoming more progressive or further than that, becoming more straight up radicalized to the left, the real left, because of the things that he was talking about. Where's his follow up? Calvin said the position he got as being the uh, the budget committee. It's the uh, the budget chair, but yeah, the budget committee chair. But yes, um, I mean that being said, I was hopeful about that because, hey, like, hey. outside of the executive branch of government, that's like well, inside of the Senate is how I should have worded that, or the entire legislature. That's one of the most powerful positions he could be in. So of course, like, I'm going to view that as a good thing, but. Man. I thought that uh, him getting that seat was actually a reason to have some fucking hope for him to actually have the opportunity to enact some change when he's in charge of the fucking budget. But what the hell, man? And getting that seat is not a reason to start taking the fucking... Um, the money from Big Pharma, uh, at least not a good reason, not in my opinion. I mean, it might be his cause or factor in there, but to me, that's not a good enough reason. If anything, that's all the more reason to look at Big Pharma and respond with this right here when they try come knocking with a check. Like, fuck you, you can't buy my sway over the budget, you pieces of shit. Well, right. Right. And and I mean, like, I think that he said, well, we all know that he had to sign a contract with the Democrats to run in 2020. And there's no way that he didn't know he was being a sheepdog. I mean, maybe he just thought that, you know, there was no way they could screw him over again, but they proved in court that they can <laughs> screw them over however they want right however many times they want um and i mean i fell for it too i'm not trying to throw shade on anybody here i supported bernie last year right. but I, I i mean assuming well i shouldn't assume anything he probably won't run in 2024 but if he does he ain't getting my fucking vote or my donation dollars not this time no fuck no Right, it's a waste of time when we see what the DNC does with him every fucking time. You know, at least his prior stance was too big of a fucking threat to the establishment because he was going up against their profiteering off of healthcare, just for one example. Um, if they feel like they've gotten him in the fold, then maybe they might support him, but that, that would be for the wrong reasons. And, you know, like say he was to get their support and actually get the nomination next time. If that's the influence they have over him now, it would only be another fucking establishment candidate, not the fucking radical that we all thought we knew. Well, and definitely and I, I mean, like, look at, look at how he initially told the DNC that he wouldn't give up his email list. Uh, you know, like, and then all of a sudden, one day I started getting all sorts of fucking Biden shit and Mark Kelly shit and cinema shit because they're all fucking Democrats. Gee, I wonder where right. they got my email from. Right. Looking at you, Bernie. 
I've gotten a lot of that shit too. And I email him back like, fuck you. I'm not a Democrat. I get him texting me too, asking me to come support this, that, or the other. And I'm like, where the fuck did you get my yeah, number? Because dude. I am not a fucking oh Democrat. My God. Mark Kelly asked me for money like every fucking day. Like, why doesn't he go like stand on a street corner and beg like a civilized human being? Was I don't know, too, but I dark? mean, you could do like I did and hit the block button. No, no. <laughs> well, that's um, the thing. I, it comes from a different that... fucking number like every other time. Oh, uh, Oh, because they got people using either fake Google numbers to text people or using their own cell phones to text people. Well, I mean, and... uh, there's an app that, um, God damn it, what was it called? We used it in the Bernie campaign, but like fucking it sends out like, um, you know, mass texts. And then if you respond to it, then you're actually talking to a real person. But like the initial message is automated. But yeah, that was that was pretty cool. Text banking for Bernie was pretty cool. But we need to do things like that for the Green Party, for the Communist Party, for the Farty, uh, the Farty, <laughs> the Party, the Party, party. <laughs> the, the Party for Socialism and Liberation. I mean, we need to bring the left together. Yeah, the actual left that's going to remain left, not be paid to fucking swing right. Right. Is there is there anything in current events that you particularly want to talk about? Uh, just that issue with the police. Um, I'm sorry, you totally cut out in that. Here, the the stuff about the Grand Rapids police. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Take I have that, that pulled away. up here. This, mm-hmm, this is actually a post from the Grand Rapids, Michigan Police Department itself. It says. The Grand Rapids Police Department is excited to launch a new partnership with area faith leaders called Clergy on Patrol or COP. God, the The mission is to foster relationships between the police and faith-based leaders to build bridges with the community. Clergy members have already started to learn more about GRPD operations and procedures. Thursday, they participated in use of force and scenario-based training at GRPD headquarters. It was a lot of information, but they did extremely well and are ready to hit the streets. The clergy members will be partnered with patrol officers and participate in frequent ride-alongs. The officers assigned are excited to start working with the COPs, and you will soon see them in your neighborhood. And then they edited to add an update because of, you know, people having some questions. Um, they said, you know, they're not going to be necessarily, quote, arming these clergy. They're uh, training them in the use of tasers. That's great. That's facetiousness, by the way. Uh, uh, Teach them to be better informed and prepared for the police operations they will observe as they ride along, um, and that they may be able to assist in de escalation if safe and appropriate for them to do so. And on the appropriate level, I have to say, um, it's not. It'd be one thing, like 
okay, if there's a 911 call for a murder or a death in a car accident, and the people there request a clergy member for bereavement, that would be one thing. But just being like, well, we deemed it safe for them to do so, so we're just going to send in this tester. Well, first of all, are, are you even considering that the people there might not want that? That that might not be bereavement for them. Um, personally, as an atheist, if I was having an issue, like if I got into a car... about that guys a signal drop um but my point there was uh like they're they're going after basically christian clergy when there's people of all kinds of other religions or not religious at all who might not be down with that so i'd like to know when are they gonna start actually dealing with people who are in the muslim community and having their clergy hop on when are they gonna you know deal with uh clergy in the satanist church or any other church when are they gonna bring buddhists in oh wait they're they're not even thinking that far out it's not appropriate it's really not appropriate it's actually just kind of fucking offensive um to just assume that they how fulfilled, not fucking trained or educated for, not licensed for, they are not, they are absolutely not licensed for social work or any type of shit like that. That's not people to be taken out on fucking um, de escalation situations with you. Anyway, back to what they were saying here. Uh, more quote from this post from the GRPD says they're volunteers who are giving their time and using the trust they have within their faith communities to help build bridges between the GRPD the neighbor, and the neighborhoods that they serve. That, uh, oh, uh, first of all, most of the police don't actually live in the neighborhoods that they police. That's part of the problem is they're not an actual part of the community that they're policing. So to try to exploit the church situation in order to, quote unquote, build ties with the community, it's a falsity. Okay, you don't even have people policing the communities they live in. So how can you expect them to somehow bond with the community that they are comp- completely naive to because a pastor's in the middle now um and they're up there it says the participants come from a variety of communities areas of the city genders and races this is not a new program it's a restart of a program grp has had in its past there are successful variations across the country we look in the redevelopment again Show me evidence. Where where is that? I would love to see where anything like this has actually helped improve things. I've seen other cities do stuff like bringing on social workers, bringing on mental health care workers, etc. 
Um, in order, uh, Rob, you stopped my video and it won't let me turn it back on. Oh, really? Well, I, t I stopped it because yeah. it was cutting out your audio. I was trying to, you know, make sure that we oh. could hear you. Okay. Okay, gotcha. All right. No worries. Um, but anywho, I, I've seen cities that have actually taken proactive actions when it comes to defunding the police and putting those funds into mental health care, having social workers, etc., things that are available for situations um, because not every 911 call needs a fucking cop. Sometimes they need a mental health care worker. Sometimes they need a social worker. Sometimes they need other resources. You know, for fuck's sake, if you're having a heart attack and call 911, you don't get a cop. You get a fucking paramedic. So that type of shit is appropriate. I would just love to know exactly how they expect clergy to be a de-escalating force in anything. How, how exactly is this supposedly helping? I would love to see the proof of this success that they're claiming. Yeah. Um, the last part of their update on here was saying working with local clergy is only one area GRPD is using to create relationships, listen to, and promote better outcomes within the community we serve. Motherfuckers, since when do you listen to us? If you did, you wouldn't still be killing innocent people in the fucking street constantly. Um, you know, and it does say here, uh, we are working with mental health professionals, youth organizations, neighborhood associations, and other community-based groups. Okay, cool. I'm just still at a loss for why they felt that, you know, the church was a good place to start with doing this. Um, I love how you know, it's like, okay, so we asked for more money for social workers, education, affordable housing, and instead we got helicopters and religious leaders learning use of force. Get the fuck out of here. Um, so what, what are these clergy there for? Are they going to give police-involved shooting victims their last rights? Like, what, <laughs> what exactly purpose are they serving here? Oh, we want to build bridges, so we're handing over use of force training to a more spiritually bigoted sister of ours, the church. Yeah, well, I mean, like, mm -hmm. if these clergy people really see themselves as leaders in the community, then they would be out in the streets doing direct actions like the clergy people that I saw speak today, rather than, you know, right. helping the cops. Right. It just, it really concerns me because the the situations we've already seen like with the this group in flint that calls themselves the concerned pastors all those motherfuckers were concerned about was lining their fucking pocket with funds from these types of programs and exploiting it they're not actually helping shit except helping themselves buy more expensive fucking houses that's why the people of flint we call them the unconcerned pastors because they were never fucking concerned with our well-being they were concerned with more money out of the community that's already wasting their time giving them 10 percent of their fucking gross income tax free i would love love to know how they can justify this it i've not seen any proof 
of involvement of clergy actually helping any situation except helping the clergy fucking buy a bigger house with a larger pool. How the fuck do they think it's going to work two hours away? It ain't worked here. Right. Right. <laughs> it's and, utterly and I mean, fucking infuriating. It, it's just exactly. There's no other real word for it besides infuriating. And I can't believe that they're even considering it, let alone like, yeah, this is a good idea. Right. Like, it's not a good idea. It's not a good idea at all. You know, that's, that's one thing, like even on our friend's post that, you know, she put out, there's so many people going, wait a minute. Well, uh, no, like unless force is part of the faith, that is not how you build relations with any congregation. Um, you know, there's, there's too many people getting, uh, course, like into confessions and worse because they didn't know how to handle a process they hadn't been subjected to before. And police are not obligated to be honest with people they question. So if police are teaching pastors and reverends combat skills, teach the whole congregation. So the next time a Dylan Hunt shows up, they'll spot and stop him, her, or they, before they take one step towards a church or anyone in it, why aren't you training the community? Why are you training the pastors? Train the community. Start teaching self-defense classes that are free to the community without them having to prove to you that they can't fucking afford to pay for goddamn uh, personal training with somebody for some uh, self-defense. You know, shit like this. Anybody who's watched The Handmaid's Tale, you're going to know exactly what I'm referring to here. That this shit right here of basically trying to make religious fucking police. This is how Gilead started in The Handmaid's Tale. Look what happened there. It turned into militarized clergy and subjugation of women. Um, and that story speaks volumes to where we are right fucking now because the things that we see happening when it comes to our police, when it comes to our legislation, it's all going in that fucking direction if we allow the fucking fascists to continue this shit this is ridiculous you know the grand rapids police department has already been problematic as fuck um that there's probably going to be a doj investigation into it because a couple of months ago they hired the former kalamazoo police chief who was listed as Oh, she retired, but she was actually fucking fired last year after her piss poor handling of protests as their chief of staff. You know, um, like this, this entire fucking department just keeps making worse and worse decisions. And lastly, the separation of church and state is fucking important as hell. We do not need to fucking try to merge the two even more by trying to teach clergy to be fake cops. We don't need to embolden them to think that they have a right to police people. Okay, first of all, we're oftentimes talking about, okay, at least when it comes to pastors who have the personality type that would be attracted to this 
we're talking about people who are already abusive towards their own congregations when it comes to the hellfire and brimstone bullshit. Do we really want people trained in use of force and making them think that they are actually a policing body walking our streets? What, what are they going to police? Are they going to be policing girls and women about how they're dressed? What, how far do you think they're going to fucking take their false sense of entitlement and authority in this situation because of having their egos pumped up by a bunch of pigs? They want to play pretend pig? Fucking pigs for Jesus? Get the fuck out of here. That's dangerous. It is a dangerous fucking equation for them to be doing this. Incredibly dangerous. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, so I don't know. There was there was a couple other things that I wanted to touch on, but we kind of <coughs> ranted about the things that we have talked about. <laughs> um, <laughs> and we still got time. It's only nine thirty. Well, right, but I mean, I, I'm not really trying to do three-hour current event streams anymore. <laughs> me neither but if we push it to two i'm okay with that um so I, you know if there is anything else that you want to bring up let's dive in um the military junta in myanmar canceled the results of 2020 polls won by Aung san Suu Kyi's party um and a protest erupted at a prison in Myanmar amid a COVID outbreak. Damn. So, you know, things have not drastically improved there at all. Um, man, actually, how about, how about we just wrap it up with climate change, right? Because we have international news for that straight up. Um, a landslide okay. in India killed nine yesterday. Um, we, I think we talked about the flooding in Germany last Monday. Uh, the, the fires on the west half of the North American continent are still raging. Um, you know. There was another thing. Somebody brought it up in the comments. There was another thing that happened today. James, what was it if you're still here? <laughs> James is still here, and he just said, doesn't your dollar bill and police car both say in God we trust on them? <laughs> uh. <laughs> they shouldn't, though. That was only uh, put in place in the 50s as a fucked up response to red scare propaganda and the quote unquote godless communism. And, you know, it was, it was never supposed to be on there. Um, it was also never supposed to, you know, have any reference in um, like the pledge of allegiance, the one nation under God shit also added at the same time. Well, it wasn't uh, one nation under God that they added. It was under God. Yeah. It, was one it, nation it used to indivisible. just say one nation indivisible. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, 
Um, so James reminded me that what he brought up was a sandstorm in Utah. And uh, I don't know a better way to do this than screen sharing. So look at this, uh, this crash. Uh, apparently, um, a dust storm led to multiple crashes involving at least 22 vehicles, according to authorities. And the Utah Highway Patrol said eight people died, including some children, and at least 10 more were hospitalized following uh, Sunday's incident. Holy fuck. Dude. Yeah, it's, it's a crazy situation. Um, so... Apparently, uh, there's a couple reasons for it. It's a mostly flat, uh, peppered with sagebrush and, and cheap grass. Uh, so it's already vulnerable to whip dust events, you know, dust devils. Uh, haboobs is what we call them in Arizona. Um, you know, where a wall of fucking dust moves in. Um, anyway. Especially in the aftermath of a 250 square mile fire that roared through the region in 2007, leaving a charred and devastated, devastated landscape in its wake. Um, wow. Two people died as a result of the smoke from the fire, which had stopped at an I-15 closure. That's crazy. Jeez, dude. But yeah, that fire, that 2007 fire... The Milford Flat Fire was caused by a lightning strike um, and was fueled by strong winds, which that's exactly what's going on in Northern California, um, Oregon, Washington State, British Columbia. It's all on fucking fire. Right. Last time I checked, which I don't really want to do tonight, but the last time that I checked, there was you know, like still well over a hundred fires, uh, including some in Alaska. How the fuck is Alaska on fire? That's a damn good question. Hell, it's, it's not just here and there. It's everywhere in between going through Canada too, which, you know, doesn't take getting too far north to be in the same climate as what there is in Alaska. It's like everything's covered in ice and snow. In the summertime, you have some melt where you, you might see the ground for a minute. But, like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, so, John Gleason is a spokesman for the Utah DOT and um, said storms like Sundays come up suddenly and make it difficult to prepare. And he actually brought up Arizona because it, it is an issue. This shit happens fast. Like, uh, I was in a dust storm down in a little town called Maricopa. Um, what was it? Two weeks ago when a dust storm moved in and it was like, I was going outside to grab something out of my car and I look over and I see this like fucking wall of dust. Right. And I, I mean, I got back into the apartment in time. Like I wasn't caught in it or anything, but like, it, it was like literally a, like a minute after I saw it, that it was there. Right. Shit um, moves in fast. Yeah. You don't have much warning to get the fuck out of there before you get a super exfoliation and an ability to see. 
Or breathe. You ever breathed in sand? Sadly, yes, once as a child. It's not great. (laughs) It's not great. (laughs) Anyway, uh, he he, uh, Gleason said Arizona, which deals with frequent monster dust storms called a haboob, as I was just talking about, urges drivers to refrain from driving into a dust storm because of how quickly it can turn so intense. Um, The state's Department of Transportation has a campaign called Policide Stay Alive that offers dust storm safety driving tips. Which basically the safety driving tips are literally that. If you get caught in a dust storm, fucking turn on your flashers and pull the fuck over. Yep. Just get the fuck off the road. You're not going to be able to see. Right. Um, so, yeah, basically it's before visibility comes becomes completely impaired. The, actually, that's right. Uh, they say to turn off the vehicle's lights, which I don't really get. Um, but motorists try to navigate in a heavy dust storm by following the taillights ahead of them. So if you pull over with your lights still on, then, you know, they might, that's what the flashers are for anyway. (laughs) Either way, the point is get the fuck off the road, no matter where you live. Um, obviously Utah is fairly new to this, at least for like that level of dust storm. Um, but just just don't just don't i don't care if you think that it's not that bad it will get that bad just don't pull the fuck over get off the road right not worth the risk you know when you lose all visibility you have no business continuing down the road james said we had smoke from canada here in west virginia a few a few days ago yeah and i saw that and that's it's disheartening. Um, and we really need to focus on a Green New Deal or on a grand scale instituting eco-socialism. Capitalism caused this crisis. It's not going to fix it. Right. They have no interest in that. They have interest in trying to block legislation that is for helping to improve the environment because, oh, but our profit margins are more important. How dare you ask us to cut emissions in a quick enough manner? That'll hurt our profit margins because we'll have to redesign stuff. We can't catch up with where China's already been for the last decade or two and whatnot. We can't do that for another 30 or 40 years because profit margins. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) That's all they fucking care about is monetary exploitation and it's like dude do you not give a fuck if there's a planet left so long as you die with a fuckload of money you can't take with you dumbass um yeah and there's a typhoon moving towards china i believe i read as well Uh uh-oh Man, the flooding they already got hit with the other day was fucking horrendous. Well, and I mean, that follow, that's following up. Um, uh, flooding that they had back in late May, early June. Right. Um, they just keep getting hit. They don't need a typhoon, too. Come on, yeah. Mother Nature. Well, no, listen to this, though. Uh, Typhoon Infa is making landfall in eastern China. Forecasters predicted 10 to 14 inches of rain. 
Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. Um, they've evacuated tens of thousands of people uh, in Shanghai. Um, this is from yesterday. I wonder if there's anything today, if it was hitting landfall yesterday. But Shanghai shut down, um, which is the country's commercial hub, if you didn't know, uh, shut down right. most of its services and businesses and suspended subway trains as rain moved in. Dude, some of the footage that I saw the other day of their subways being flooded out and people trying to, like, I don't know if they had to rush out of a train that was already going between stations, but they were trying to single file walk along that little edge of the platform that was still accessible to try to get to the next station to get the fuck out. The water was pouring down the stairs, washing people down into the fucking tracks. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, fuck. Um, okay, so Infa hit is China is still reeling from flooding that killed at least 58 people in central China after record rain hit the major city of Zhengzhou on Tuesday. Was that after the last current event stream? Did we not already talk yeah. about that? No, that, that was after the last one. That oh was my Tuesday. God. Okay, so yeah. yeah so oh, fuck. Um, direct economic yeah, losses were estimated at 13.9 billion yuan. Uh, about two billion U.S. dollars. Um, it added that more than thirty-eight hundred houses collapsed across the province, and nine hundred and twenty thousand people were evacuated. Holy shit! So they're they're not playing no games. I mean, the the flooding that killed fifty-eight people last week was caused by about eight inches of rain. Right, two hundred millimeters. And now they're talking Almost even more that. than that. Yeah. Like, holy This is horrendous. Fuck, dude. Um, so, yeah, they just had $2 billion worth of damage, 58 lives lost, 3,800 collapsed houses, 920,000 people evacuated, uh, you know, and, and, and then now they're looking at double that amount of rain it's not in the same exact you know part um of china but still um, <coughs> ow and, and they're still looking for survivors ow. from the last flooding China has shut down their ports and canceled flights. That was two days ago um, over the typhoon. So, like, they saw that flood and they were just like, oh, hey, maybe we should take this thing fucking real seriously. You think? Um, Only? It is going to have... It, it, there's no way that it's not going to have issues on our uh, uh, supply chains. Right, as much stuff as we get from China, 
that's all going to be impacted, especially with Shanghai having to shut down. Yeah. Well, I'm glad, honestly, that they valued human lives over profit. Right. Right. They're like, this is more important than our business center, you know? Like, everybody who's been ordering shit on Wish, just be patient. <laughs> I mean, also, your shit from Walmart or Amazon's all made in China, too. Right. I'm, I'm just making I, jokes. I know, cause... I know. I just had to point that out. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not reading what the New York Post has to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, let me like pull up a video, though, of the flooding in China uh, last week. Like, I, I mean, streets were absolutely. flowing like rivers. It was absolutely crazy. This is a compilation, so I apologize if it's not great quality. That's loud. That's why I started talking loud. Now this is part of what I saw the other day. That's a staircase. Yep, that's what I was talking about. The staircase going down into the subway. Fucking insane. Because I don't know if that music is copyright free. Fair point. We just need the visual anyway. It's crazy. Yeah. 12 people killed in the metro alone. More than 500 were rescued, though. Right. Well, like, look at, look at that. That was a video from inside the metro car. Right. Like, look how water. fast that water is rushing. Like, that's a hell of a fucking current to get caught in. You know? Uh, holy fuck. That car is completely underwater. Like, the ass end is afloat. Uh-huh. Look how murky the water is. So, like, even if somebody was in there struggling to get the fuck out, you wouldn't be able to see them. Well, I mean, you do there. I, no, I mean, like, if they were, if somebody was stuck in a car, you wouldn't be able to see through the water and through the window right. that, oh, my God, there's somebody there that needs help. Like, if they manage to get out of the car, okay, you might see them pop up on the surface and be able to throw them a rope or something. But if you're stuck in your car and it goes under like that, like, this is what I was talking about, too, that yeah. very narrow strip. Like, holy shit, how precarious that is. People carrying their children through there. Look at that. 
game. Oh my God. Right, point after point all through the city. Just look at how fucking deep that is that the cars are turning sideways. Man, somebody hopped out their hatchback from the looks of that one. Right. What do you do when you're trapped like that and there's no fucking way out? Right. No fucking exit. Especially, okay, electric doors. They're going to fry out in water. How, how do you even get those open if you don't have a pry bar, crowbar, something like right there to pry it open? Um, just fucked and stuck. Natalie said that is traumatizing to watch those poor people. And uh -huh. I, that's kind of what I'm trying to point out. And then we don't know how bad this uh, typhoon is going to be. I almost said hurricane. <laughs> James said swim and hope to live. Yeah, really. That's all you can do in any of that. Um, right. Like hope you're a powerful swimmer and know to go perpendicular to the current <laughs> like if the current's going this way you want to swim this way because eventually you'll get to a side <laughs> um germany but, i know we talked about that last week and they're looking at heavy rain again too um it's just mind-blowing it really is Oh my God. Mm, excuse me. Pinch nerve. Being an asshole today. On that note, I'm going to mute my mic for a second, take a couple dabs. So I'm not coughing y'all's ear off. Well, I mean, I'm probably just going to do this little climate change section and wrap it up anyway. But uh, so this is, I found some video on YouTube, uh, same source, actually. Um, this is a typhoon compilation. Once again, I'm leaving the music or the, the sound off because obviously they had music and that looks like a hell of a lot more than like 60 hour or 60 mile an hour winds or whatever they were saying. The, the sheer power of wind and water, though. 
And uh, the storm significantly slowed down. It's only moving at like nine miles an hour. So that means that it's going to be dumping rain very, very heavily on wherever it hits. Look at that. Look at that wall of water, that storm surge. That's fucking nuts. Um, let's skip around this a little bit, try to find more. Uh, let's see what the harbor looks like. Looks fucking murky. Everything up around, fucking slashed every which way by these storms. Like shit. That's another factor too. Besides the human loss of life and injuries, we're talking extra damage to the environment because of everything that this is going to wash off the roads and out into the sea. That's crazy. And, and this is less than a week after they're already dealing with catastrophic flooding. Uh, Germany is looking at a similar situation. They're looking at ridiculously large um, amounts of rain again. And it was just, what, a week and a half ago, roughly, um, that they had massive flooding. And we've got landslides in India, um, you know, like this, this is just crazy at this point, you know? Um, but the point is, is that we all need to take care of each other and we need to like beef up our infrastructure to deal with climate change. We're already seeing um, a small taste of what is going to happen. And I, I don't think we're fully capable of comprehending it. But uh, anyway, uh, if you want to join us tomorrow, we will be reading The Communist Manifesto, part two. Well, damn it. Um, Wednesday, we will be doing a piece on Emma Goldman. And Thursday, we will be doing part 11 of... Yeah. Bobby Seal's book sees the time. Yes, um, indeed. To keep up to date, you know, follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, join the Facebook group if you haven't already. Um, for wearemany.org. If you like what we're doing, you can either help us out and support us that way or uh, donate to our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash many. Um, 
Yeah. I don't know. You got anything else? Um, just to elaborate on, on what you were just saying, um, the software that we were looking into the other day, um, as far as expanding our service with Restream, as well as being able to expand the WordPress so that we can actually have the podcast from our page to and not have video limits and stuff like that. Um, we're looking at needing, what was it, $50 a month for that version of WordPress, if I remember right? And no, that how was much for, was the that other was, one? That was for that Restream. Was restream? Uh, yeah, it would okay. basically double the price of our current Restream plan. Okay. Um, and do you recall how much extra that was for being able to expand the website? I don't remember. Uh, I'd, I'd, have to, I'd have to look. Okay. Well, I don't recall uh, the precise numbers right now, but uh, right now, that's our goal, to be able to expand those things. Um, right now, we do have a few people who are Patreons. Um, and thank you. Thank you for that. We appreciate that greatly. Right now, our goal is to be able to get that up to enough where we can cover expanding on the website and expanding our restream. So that way we can make this more accessible for you guys. So if you'd like to help us with that, please share our Patreon page. Share it out to the groups that you're in that are leftists and to your friends and see if we can hit that goal because that would be great to expand that. You know, there's been quite a few times that our live streams have been just pulled by Facebook because they were like, oh, you played 32 seconds of some copywritten content and make us argue with them for a week before they release the shit. Well, um, yeah, and sometimes it's like an directly... excerpt from a speech that was sampled in a song and they'll try to flag us for that. Oh, hell no. Right. Right. And it's like, no, these things are free access. You know, we we have gotten a lot better about that of making sure that, you know, everything that we're using is free access, but uh, it's keeping us with that. So um, if well, we're I mean, able to expand said, that we, where we, we can might have, have more to, hosting like, capability on our own web page. Like, we might have to start releasing like Patreon only content to try to like boost those numbers. Ultimately, I don't want right. to have we to can, do it. I mean, we'll still release the pieces. It'll just be later, you know, like, but I mean, we might have to start doing some Patreon right. exclusives just to get some money in. Right, of sneak previews of stuff and whatnot. But either way, even if we're doing a sneak preview, like typically with pre-recorded segments, we try to record them at least a week ahead of time before the scheduled debut of releasing them. So maybe we could start sharing those a little sooner for Patreon, um, you know, something. But the whole thing's like, if we're able to start having greater video hosting capacity on our own website, then if something does get pulled by Facebook or by Instagram or by YouTube or any of the other spots, then you don't have to wait a week for them to release their hold on it. You can just come to our website and come watch it. You know, it's 
it's one that'll just help make things a lot more accessible and a lot smoother. So if we can get there, that that would be epic. Yeah. yeah. See you guys tomorrow for uh, chapter two. The Communist Manifesto. Proletarians and Communists. Yes, indeed. I'm loving this book. <laughs> and it's so much easier to read even than Capital. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, I would hope so. Capital's like fucking three Bibles thick and shit. I mean, just the, the writing of it, you know? Um, well, yeah, this was intended it's to nowhere... be basically a pamphlet. This was intended to be accessible. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not as dry as capital. Um, <laughs> there, you know, reading capital, there was a, a lot in there that I would have to pause for a second, give my brain a, a relaxed moment or something. Up. And when I, I haven't had those issues with this, there's an easier to it. But I guess it, I should say that way. Yeah. Better flow. I dig it. It's very easily understandable and followable. All right. Anyway, um, I hope you guys have a great night. <laughs> Natalie said capital. I am definitely not ready for that. <laughs> it's a lot to understand. That's why, yeah, that's why we're starting small. We're starting basically with pamphlets. The Communist Manifesto. Uh, State and Revolution were both written basically as pamphlets, so. Right. Um, Hell yeah. Anyway, yeah. See you, see you guys tomorrow. Have a great night. Um, wear a mask. Wear right. Sunscreen. Wash your fucking hands. <laughs> Bring your goggles in case there's a sandstorm. Um, and carry a fire extinguisher in case there's a fire. Yeah. Yeah. Because the whole fucking continent is on fire. <laughs> Bill Nye awesome. said it best. Hold on. Hold on. All right. Bring up Bill. Always worth it to pause for the cause for some Bill Nye, the science guy. I love him. Glasses on. <coughs> With emissions keep rising, the average temperature on Earth could go up another four to eight degrees. What I'm saying is the planet's on fucking fucking fire. This is an actual crisis. Fire, floods, crop failures. The planet's on fucking fucking fire. <laughs> <laughs> The planet's on fucking fire. Things could get weird. <laughs> oh my god. When we release carbon, say by burning coal, all of us pay for that in the form of things like fires. Safety glasses off, motherfuckers. Grow the fuck up. Drop, 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 drop,
patient man in the world first being mr rogers but the second most patient man in the world is like motherfuckers <laughs> oh my god anyway anyway come on motherfuckers we gotta get it together amen on that note solidarity much love peace